And we are live. Podcast. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Squad. Can I get a squad? Squad. What up, fellas? What's up, bro? Damn. How you feeling? You all right? Yeah, I'm feeling good. All right. Little, feeling good. I'm little, feeling good. A little muted. No, 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 no. Just uh, a lot, of, a lot of my mind. So you know, what's uh, what's on your mind this week? What particularly? Yeah, are we well, talking topically? Let's. Uh, well, we'll start with uh, moving weights from A to B. Ah, what's uh, moving weights from point A to point B? Yeah, what's going on? Pushing weight. Yeah, my my training has been good lately. Um, uh, something I noticed um, that like my training split right. It it's been the same for a long time, and basically, it's a weird. I don't even know if I can really explain the origins of it. Why I broke down the body parts the way i did okay. but i'll do arms on monday shoulders on tuesday back on wednesday legs on thursday chest on big friday right and the chest on big friday all began because um when we used to all work at the nightclub in atlantic city uh you wanted to have a pump when you went to work and chest is like the most pump-tastic uh body chesty. part exactly you wanted to be chesty wanted to be busty for an evening in Atlantic City. So uh, we trained chest on Friday. So from that point forward, it was like you kind of structured the rest of the workouts around that Friday workout. Right. And so I do legs the day before that because it gives your upper body a day off. So then you're like your strongest, especially like back when I was like obsessed with benching and did like four plates every week for like 10 years, which is probably not great for your shoulders. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So anyway, so, um, you know, kind of structured the split that way. And uh, now I do six days, and I do a second leg workout on Saturday morning, and then I take Sunday off. And Sunday, I basically eat whatever I want on Sunday. You know, I try to s stick to the program to the best of my ability all week. Um, and then Sunday, you know, just chill. And I guess, you know, it takes a certain sort of motivated fat person to um, make a connection between chilling yeah. and eating whatever really you want yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if i can't really eat what i want then i can't really chill out right, right. <laughs> you know what i mean right. uh but what i noticed right is that that arm workout on monday after eating whatever you want and not training on sunday and then actually technically right you didn't do upper body on saturday you did legs on saturday so the last time you did upper body was friday for chest friday afternoon your up your upper body's had a break of like 72 hours before that monday arm workout and you ate a ton of calories and sugar and carbs and fats on right. sunday right so the pump plus vice is just insanity on monday you know that's like why i would i would tell people to do arms to start the week because like even though it's like a little bit of like a superficial body part yeah and like a lot like everybody does national chest day yeah. on monday that's yeah. why i will never bench on yeah. monday right i do it on friday but it's like you know an age-old tradition at this point but uh yeah, the arm working on Monday is like incredibly gratifying in that way nice. because uh, your muscles are just well rested and right. well fed. Right, ready to and, go. Yeah, primed for the pump. To and hanging out with you, I've adopted working out the split. in that routine too. The split, yeah. Or it's Monday, Gunday, Del chest. Tuesday, Wide Wednesday, Squat Apocalypse, and Big Friday. That's correct. And then Saturday. We need to get that on a t-shirt. Saturday's the bonus workout, right? Yeah. Like guys like us tend to train on Saturday, even though we already did the whole. Routine, but dude, the way that thing is split up, the way we've been doing it for as long as we have, is it's so your body feels great. And yeah. you're not interfering. Like you don't want to do chest and shoulders, right? Day, right, right. Know. Too close to one another. Exactly. You don't want to do triceps too close to chest. Um, 
you know, it's like sort of laid out that way for a reason. The only yeah. time that it gets a little tricky, that split, will be like if you were training for like powerlifting or strongman or something where you're doing really heavy weights yeah. and, but you're still sticking to a body part split and, um, where you'd be like deadlifting on Wednesday and then squatting on Thursday. Yeah, like we did that work. a couple of times, but you're fucked up doing that. And if you really deadlifted heavy on Wednesday and then you try to squat heavy on right. Thursday, you got yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> your lower back's gone and you're trying to squat. It's like not a great <laughs> idea. So like, it's not ideal. I would say for like max powerlifting training, but, but otherwise for bodybuilding, I think it, it's really yeah. effective. Nice. Yeah. Well, you guys got a process. I'm like new to the game, so. Yeah. Well, I'm, you're not new to the game. Well, you You've know what been I mean, though. Around the game. Well, let me put it this since way: since you were, uh, you know, yeah. since before you no, could grow I'm a beard. Uh, yes, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> I do manly things. I know. I know manly men. Some hair on your peaches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I am discovering the process and fine tuning and learning, yeah. and that's. I mean, I know everyone is always doing that, sure. but I feel like I'm definitely. I have a lot more to learn yeah but uh one of the things you know i set like a some goals around memorial day of where i wanted to be at and i haven't quite gotten there but this is one thing i wanted to talk about this week was really what the point of setting goals are you know we've talked over the years in the past like about guys training for meat or competition um and how there's kind of like this not an empty feeling, but if like you're just making it about that date, sure. What do you do the next day, right? Right. And the one thing I've noticed, while I'm not quite at the, you know, there's a certain weight I want to get to. There's certain about a weight I want to be lifting. Right. I'm not quite where I was hoping to be by then, but I think I've got this process that I'm forming, yeah, which is actually much more important yeah, because yeah. on Monday when Memorial Day is gone. I kind of have this foundation that I'm starting to feel a little bit better about. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm, I'm familiarizing myself with what I have to do, and it's some things that are like becoming habit, and I'm learning even like yeah. the, what I have in my gym at my disposal. Just simple things like, oh, there's a line for that machine. What can I do instead? Right. Or you sure. know, different ways I can tweak the workout. So I feel good about that. I'm not quite where I want to be at, but uh. But you know what? Like the thing is like uh. I mean, you were saying about a habit, right? Like habit forming. And like, I think Aristotle said, like excellence is a habit. Yeah. Right. Like it's uh, just repeated behavior, you know, right. over and over and over again, um, living to a certain standard. And all of a sudden it just becomes how you live. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, along those same lines, right? Like what's dope about it, right? Is that even if you're not exactly where you wanted to be on the, by the day you wanted to be there, you still are much further than you would have been had you not set no, that goal. No, absolutely. Right? I mean, and, go ahead. You know, I definitely believe in a, uh, accomplishing goals. Well, here's the thing. You know? I believe in not accomplishing goals. Oof. Well, all right, that's good. Because I think, all right. What? what? Elaborate. Whoa. Elaborate. Because okay. I, well, yeah, I'm I sure we agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. But, all right, I believe in living to an incredibly unreasonable standard. Okay? Right. And, like, the idea that how that standard prevents you from ever settling right yep so like if i th sit there and i think about like uh if i compare myself to joe my neighbor right which is fine he's you know? a nice man yeah joe might be the best dude in the world let's hope joe's a good dad and all that stuff joe's you know doing what he's got to do to pay the bills and all that stuff and that's fucking awesome and admirable and really you know ultimately all that matters especially if he's happy and fulfilled right yeah. but if i compare myself to joe every day um 
then like the there's a possibility that the best they'll ever be will be as good as Joe. Right. Okay. Or maybe a little better than Joe. Yeah. That's right? depressing. Go ahead. Right. So like <laughs> if I try, but if I try to apply the standards of my life to like pretty unreasonable, you know, um, goals and expectations and like set a metric that's like far beyond the commonplace every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then like all of a sudden it, I demand a lot more of myself and I expect well, yeah, a lot like more of myself. it's like shoot for the stars, land on the moon. That's it. Right. So it's like, you know, if I, instead of being like Joe, I try to be like Jay-Z. Right. Right. <laughs> and in, instead of like trying to be the biggest dude at the gym I'm going to at a specific day, if instead I'm thinking of like Flex Wheeler 1994, yeah. right? Like I'm never going to look like that. Well, it's, it but blinks. yeah. if my goal is no longer trying, you know, if my goal is no longer trying to be the biggest dude at the gym, but is instead uh, aspiring to be something that I will never reach because it's so out of touch, mm-hmm. right? Then I might end up being far better than just being the best dude at the gym, even if I'm never right. that crazy ideal. Right. And that's like, so that's like sort of like the standard that I owe myself to. Like set these goals that you're not, that are completely unreasonable to accomplish. And then how far you're going to get on the quest for that is so much further than you would have been if your goals were much more terrestrial. I couldn't, I completely agree with everything you just said. I think that most people don't even set the goals to be Joe. I don't, the re when I say like, I believe in goals, I think people are, are served well when they're thinking in terms of setting their mind on something and getting it done. Right. A lot of times people, and we've talked about this before, are kind of just going through the motions. They're not saying, oh, I want to be Joe, so much as they're just mimicking Joe. Right, sure. It's, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm going to do this. Envying Joe. Or envying Joe. Right. It's not, oh, I want to get to Joe's point. Right, right. It's, It's not even that deep. There's not, you know, I think everybody would be served better to think, all right, rather than just be like, oh, these are the the conditions I'm in. These are the obstacles in front of me to think practically like, all right, how do I get a better job? Right. Oh, that girl uh, dissed me when I was like 15. Well, how do I get, what do I have to do to get like the girl that I wanted? Right. You know what I mean? Like to live the life that I wanted. Like, okay, she responded to this or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking about things not in terms of like having just like a checklist of, of like that but um i think that a goal can be you can set new goals it's kind of yeah, like yeah. getting to the next cliff to yeah, the next yeah, cliff yeah. to the next cliff yeah you have to keep going forward and you're right you have to keep in mind like i want to get over this whole entire mountain and then find the next highest mountain and like right. go over that one right. too but i think sometimes people are just kind of like sitting Sitting on the mountain. Yeah, well, for sure. And it's like, you know, I, I it was uh, along the lines of the, the journal entry I wrote this week, right? But about like relativity. Yeah. And everything's relative, right? It's all like in Absolutely. the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. So like all these words that we use like successful or rich or big or mm-hmm. sexy or smart or whatever the word is, right? Like it's all in the eye of the beholder. It's all based on your own standards, your own expectations, right? Yeah. So like... Um, you know, as much as I'm talking about like uh, chasing these unreasonable uh, ideals, I feel like at a certain point in my life, like I had a foot in two worlds, right? And the one world was like, you know, thinking about having a private jet like Jay Z or whatever yeah. the hell that thing yeah. is, right? Yeah. Like the crazy thing, right? Yeah. 
like, uh, you know, just living a standard that is like so far beyond like the norm. Yeah. But then at the same time, like it, it being so grounded in like day to day stuff, right? Like I imagined, I remember one day the dream yeah. of me and Tara not having to work on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and no, yeah. no, I'm saying like that was real. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean she doesn't have to wait tables and I don't have to be a bouncer on Saturday yeah. night. Like how fucking huge that was. Yeah. A hurdle for me to clear in my life. You know what I mean? So it's like, there are all these real world, ter like terrestrial. And then you get it and it becomes the next, yep. what's the next piece? Exactly. 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 That's why like sometimes, you know, not to defend the, uh, like people who have lots of money and people are like, well, how greedy can you be? And it's like, well, once you get to that point, right. you forget that you were. Right. It's just about the next thing. Right. Sure. The next challenge. I don't think that's like a mentality that you shake. No. I mean, ideally not. Right. But you're right when it comes to relativity. Like, uh, you know, that's part of the reasons why, like, yeah, I didn't quite reach these kind of goals. You know, I picked them for a reason. Right. But they don't really define how I'm feeling right now. Like, weight is a great example. What does it matter if you're like, if I'm like 183 pounds versus 189 but I'm like at 183 and I feel like shit. Right. Or I'm 189 and I feel great. Right. <laughs> you of know course. what I mean? It's all relative. I mean, I'm course. thinking of it reverse. You're yeah, probably yeah. like, oh, I want to gain six pounds. But, right, right. you know, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, not right now. A certain amount of weight I wanted to trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also I've been lifting, so I'm sure I've like gained. Gaining muscle, right? right sure. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. But I feel better and I'm loving what I'm doing. One of the things. It's gonna be like that. It's not gonna be all training. We're gonna, we're gonna, we got a list of things to get to. But one of the things I'm trying to balance. That's why I told you I trained. I went to the gym twice yesterday yeah. and this morning, so three times in like twenty something hours. Yeah, there we go. And it's because I'm so used to doing cardio, right? And it's trying to balance the two. Sure. And I can't do. I can't really do the same in one gym visit. Right, right. I've tried to do it, and it's like I end up feeling like I did two. Right, sure mediocre workouts right you're like the other x is the other one out yeah well, right in the in the theoretical scenario that like because like my favorite thing and it's like uh uh it's a you know it can be difficult uh just based on you know well prioritizing right and and, yeah. and time management and making the time for it if it's important enough right but like the ideal scenario like i like to lift and then also do like 20 minutes half hour cardio when i can right like yeah. that's that's the ideal like the best workout mm -hmm. for yep. me okay. right um, but I do understand, like, if you did something that was incredibly vigorous from a, from a cardiovascular standpoint, like I remember back in the day being in college yeah. and going to drive, we'd drive around and go to like the, all the different gyms in the Philly area. Yeah. And there was like a place downtown, um, in center city that, uh, had a full court basketball court and then like a good gym, mm -hmm. uh, kind of like a yuppie spot or whatever, but yeah. we'd go down there and pay the day pass yeah. and like play ball and ball out for two hours yeah. and then try to lift. Yeah. And you are shot at right. that point. Like you are so deleted from, I mean, so depleted from that kind of a workout, like yeah. that kind of intense cardiovascular workout, you know, yeah. you're dehydrated, all those, all those factors, you're just physically drained. Yeah. And then to try to lift in a, in a vigorous no, like, manner. And like, don't get me wrong, like we would do it, but it, it was not, it was never as productive as it would be. Exactly. If you were able to spread them apart. And that's the thing where like, I, in my head, I'm like determined to get into lifting and like get the habits down but also from a cardio perspective, I'm like literally, it's like I need the fix. The yeah, same sure. way if I, I was yeah. like, dude, you can't lift for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, You'd be like, what the fuck? Right, right, yeah, <laughs> throwing chairs out yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah. And to me, when I do cardio, like yeah. I am physically devastated yeah, yeah, yeah. and like 
on the ground in a heap yeah, yeah, yeah. when mm-hmm. I'm done. Right. I don't, I'm either doing that or I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just for cardio. Because right, you can't be casual with it. Yeah. Right. So I've been trying to balance that. And this week I finally was like, I'm going to have to go twice. I got to find a way. When I, and, you know, it's I can't do it every day. But that's what I'm trying to do right now. Because uh, I don't. If they were ten, if they were eight days in the week, I could maybe right. well, that's do what, four and four that's where the, and get away right. with it. That's but when where, there's seven, I'm like, that's where the nutrition I think becomes more important too. It because, does because the way that you're going to recover and be more prepared for them for that next workout in terms of um, being hydrated, in terms of uh, you know getting the aminos and protein in your bloodstream to recover yeah. muscularly, um, you know, just uh, stuff as simple as. Um, sodium and electrolytes and all that sort of stuff you know that you yeah. you need to be able to get a pump and to be strong and have any kind of endurance uh, when you train all that stuff right yeah. so like um you need to recover from both of those workouts and that's going to happen through eating yeah. you know what i mean so like it can be done as long as you're as long as you're eating yeah you know i mean I mean? basically what i'm looking at is like one week i'm doing uh a little bit more lifting the next week, I've been doing a little bit more cardio. Right. Yeah. And I'm trying to strike that balance. And this week, I, you know, I just haven't felt. I felt like one is definitely suffering yeah, yeah. each week. So this week, I'm like, all right, I gotta find like two or three days where I do both, right. just so I'm getting the yeah, right yeah. amount. Because otherwise, a week, you know, I take off a week of cardio, and it's like, right, you know, right. I feel like I'm back to. I drop back two levels right. from where I want to be. Yeah, so yeah. you could try to do the routine. I mean, what I've been working on is doing the the five day thing, you know, mm-hmm. arms, all that, all the way to chest. Yeah. And then after working the nine to five, going to the gym mm-hmm. and just putting in like 30 minutes. Yeah. And just fucking sweating, dude. Yeah. And then you feel like you feel really good. Yeah. Like book, book ending that work day maybe is one way to do it. You know, where you train, you train early, very early in the morning, say, say lift very early in the morning and then the cardio later. That's or whatever, whatever basically what I've been doing. Yeah. I definitely wake up, yeah. take some vice and, uh, get to the gym and start lifting lately. Yeah. So here's something misunderstood too. People think that they could just go in the sauna. Cause I go, I hit the sauna after I do cardio Yeah. for like, I don't know, 10 minutes tops. Yeah. People think they could just go in there and roast and lose like 10 <laughs> yeah, I'm pounds. Sweating. You can lose, I must be, you can yeah. lose water that way, but you yeah. can't change your physique that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Improve your cardiovascular health that way or, you know, shed body fat that way. You, know, you can lose, you can dehydrate yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can effectively do that. What's interesting too is I see guys going in there before they even work out. I'm like, you get all warm. Yeah, like. I could see, I could see ending a workout that way. I don't yeah, think, I don't I've think done I would, that. I don't think I would necessarily want to do that before I train. Yeah, I would, oh. I would feel like that would tire me out. For sure. Yeah, so it's interesting. We'll see how the uh, the balance. As long as you keep man, keep showing up, right? That's what That's I've been saying, keep man. It's up. just something. Drag, man. Some, something is better than nothing. In you know that goes without saying. As le- as long as you're checking off one of those boxes, if if your worst sin yeah. is that. You only did your cardio today, but you didn't lift, or you only lifted today, but didn't do your cardio. If that's your worst sin, you're in pretty Absolutely. good shape. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I've been telling, I've been trying to get in my head, no days off. Right. Yeah. I want to get into that mentality yeah. and just see how long. <laughs> and you know, like that's the because thing. That's the thing too. Like I, I, you know, I'm in a pretty good routine. That's been my routine for a long time, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, so like I'm cool with like taking the Sunday off and whatever, right? Um. And you know, like Tara, you know, I think had a positive impact on me in the sense that like you know she knew me 
I mean, not that I'm not still a head case, but knew me like, you know, when I was, a, you know, younger and like a super head case about training and stuff. And, you yeah. know, her whole thing was like, uh, you know, how I'd be like so pissed off or whatever if I missed my training that day or whatever. And she'd be like, you know, it's not like you're not going to train tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like you missed today and that's going to throw you off your routine, yeah. you know, and like throw you into a spiral where you're not going to train anymore. You've been doing it every day for yeah. however many, you know, at the yeah. point she said this to me, I've been doing it every day for 15 years. All of a sudden I'm going to miss a workout and then I'm not lifting anymore. It's like you're it's past that. be the difference. You're past like that. says, get it under your belt. Yeah. <laughs> it's it in the bag. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Like, you know, it's like, uh life has its own way of like making you take days off here and there and whatever you of know course. what i mean so like if you uh just endeavor to get in there and you know be productive on a regular basis um and hold yourself accountable when you when you don't you know all right i missed today so that means i'm that's definitely an, that's there one, tomorrow <laughs> you know i missed today so i'm definitely that's going not, that's not a tricky one because yeah. it seems like in my life whenever life intervenes yeah and won't allow me to exercise. Yeah. It also coincides with like an abundance of food being available. Right, it's right, like, sure. yeah. you know, it's like Mother's Day and my right, nephew's birthday. Right. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot of potatoes. Oh there. man, yeah. there was. I'm just sitting there looking at it like, what the? F yeah. I'm, yeah. Get the cake out of here. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a slippery slope. But um, so when I was last week, we were talking about my commute coming in. Yeah. I had an interesting commute home okay. last week. Yeah. So, get to the uh, the train heading into New York City, and before I can, as I'm approaching the train car, I just hear screaming, screaming, screaming. Oh boy! I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at the train car, and it's packed. Hands on the glass. I can wow. see this from the outside. Oh, man. The train's here. You can like barely see in when they pull wow. up. And I can tell. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So like, before I'm even in, I'm like, this must be like. A high school trip or something like that right yeah. i get in dude the whole car filled with weed smoke all right <laughs> just lit blunts everything going around um fucking funnels of booze cans of beer everywhere on I'm the like, new jersey transit on the new jersey transit train dude i'm like what the fuck is yeah. going on right this girl starts telling me she's like we're going to the Migos and Future concert, <laughs> <laughs> and, and all and like uh, and all law has been suspended dude, at this point. Dude, dude, total mayhem, right? <laughs> right. And she's like, you know, this girl's like probably like eighteen or whatever. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm real. She's ashamed. She's like, I'm. Ash this is bad. <laughs> she's ashamed. <laughs> she's ashamed. Right, right. right. Like she's like just standing in like kind of like the cubby area before like right, you couldn't right. go into the train car. Wow. Sitting on top of the chairs. Wow. Or just people, <laughs> fucking wow. guys like in jerseys, just yeah. like hanging, just totally shit face. And then the conductor <laughs> comes in like this. The door opens and yeah. he's got his arms out and he's standing like this. And they all look at him and they go, hey, we want some pussy. <laughs> and they start chanting at the conductor that while he just stands there like this. Right. And he just closes the thing and he turns back to me. He's like, they're the future of this company, this country. <laughs> and wow. I was like, but you know, you know, yeah, yeah. and it made me think, and I'm like, I, I as much as it was like the last thing you want to deal with, like the yeah. end of the day is like getting into oh, signing God. up for like, you know, sign yeah. up, it's like I signed up for Cancun all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, but that's where I found myself. Yeah. But like, I wasn't mad because they're, yeah, yeah. of course I, I was, I'm sure I've been a drunk, a, an mm -hmm. asshole at some point. Right, and right. it's like, am I going to judge? Right. Sure. Like the conductor's like, goddamn kids, we're all right, doomed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
you know what, man? Like you can't yeah, judge yeah, of course. people on their worst day. No, of course not. Which, and, if, and you know what? If, if like, uh, if like uh, being a little bit lit on the way to a concert is your right. worst day, exactly. You know, like, it's like, come on. You know? That's how you're supposed to be, you know. You have your little brown bag with your beer, well, whatever you drink, and how the fuck you doing weed and doing yeah, all that? Like, did you? Do you and really how the forget? Fuck, how the fuck are you gonna sit through future amigos and not be fucked up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> That's how you can articulate what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you may, yeah, it's like a. It's like looking at it with like a, blow like your mind. 3D, watching a 3D movie with the the the, uh, the <laughs> goggles on. You have to put the goggles on, right? It's true. To be man, able to understand true. it. But so that leads me into uh, something you want to talk off, about. Mask off though. That mask Migos. off beat though. There that mask go, off beat though. Mask off, man. Joey Badass over that mask off beat. That and production is and ridiculous. And your boy Kendrick on the mask off remix. Re remix, yeah. 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 No, I, I, I haven't that. even heard it. Is it good? I don't even. His know. verse is good. Yeah. yeah, his verse is good. I was listening to the. Um, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix last week, nice. which is an awesome song. Is Jay-Z? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay-Z's on it, right? So there's like an opening verse from Kendrick that's like really good. It's a Kendrick yeah. verse. Yeah. And then Hove kills it. Yeah. And then Kendrick comes back for a third verse and kills Hove. Yeah. But then there's no Hove fourth verse, and it seems like it's sort of unfair and stacked yeah, against Yeah, and it's time I see something like that, I think that like there were just two verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like and then so Kendrick Jay -Z went back and they, is in, and Kendrick's Kendrick went like, back well, in the lab. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I got to put in two. Then. That's always what I think. So I always feel like there's a missing yeah, fourth like whole verse. Cannabis and LL. Yeah, yeah. LL rewrites yeah. it <laughs> after Cannabis does yep. them, and it's like, yep. That used to be the music, man. You, you know, great verses, and now it's and just well, and guys competing Perkinson. in that way. Well, yeah. Molly Perkins. Well, yeah, beat, and that, also now that beat like, is uh, is that that's Metro Boomin on that mask off beat, right? I think so. Probably. I think so. So, like, I'm just like, like, it, I think that, you know, futures, I, you can't even really call them lyrics, whatever you would call that. Yeah. Um, Geni know, genius? Yeah. That's, Misunderstood. That's, yeah. It's that, got a good beat to it, though. Yeah. I absolutely it's the love that beat. Yeah. That's ridiculous production. So I got to tip my cap to him on the production. Plus, you love Molly and Percocet. So well, it goes without saying. Well, no. It goes without saying. In case you guys don't know. It goes without saying, of course. G is a... Uh, he's, <laughs> out of, he's out of control. Yeah, yeah he's fucking... He's off the wall. I'm, he waste, I'm wasted had, right now. He I'm once had three gin and tonics <laughs> in a single evening <laughs> while working at a nightclub. I saw it. That's, yeah, <laughs> out that's, of control. Yeah. Um, I'm wasted right now. But to take it back to the judging people at their worst. Yeah. You got a certain shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Today. So, okay, so um, I have a live strong Nike shirt on today. Right? Lance. Yeah, and Lance. you never you remember like at one point I want to say they sold like seventy million bracelets. Everyone had those yellow right? bracelets. Oh yeah, and, I got them. Uh, and like you know that was for um, that was for cancer research donations to cancer research, right? Yep. So that dude. Um, in winning all the Tour de France multiple times, however many times you want to, right? And coming back from testicular cancer and all that stuff, like, really made, like, a massive social impact, right? Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of, like, being a cultural... And it's still around, yeah. but strong. Yeah. Instead of, in, in terms of being a cultural influencer, um, and then also beyond that, right, just the all the good he did from, like, a philanthropic standpoint, right? And he's basically, like, uh, an outcast at this point, isn't he? Yeah. And it's like, because it turns ruined. out, right. He's ruined now. Right. Um, because you know, after all of the, well, after all of the good he did, after all of the people he inspired after, I'm sure the lives that, that yeah. foundation saved, he's now an outcast, right? Because he was 
dirty and denied it in a dirty sport nothing much, but right? negative connotation yeah. to his, his name. name like his there's name. probably people in this country who would spit on Lance yeah, Armstrong yeah. Yeah. and won, I think I'm sorry go ahead he won the Tour de France a record seven consecutive times from 99 to 2005 yep. right and it's like I sit here and I think like man what a fucking fall from grace that is right yeah and it's like uh, it reminds me of The Dark Knight and it's a Jay-Z lyric right but uh, it's uh, die and be a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, Oof. right? And it's like, man, like if Lance Armstrong had won a bunch of those Tour de France's and then died of testicular cancer, yeah, he would be there'd be like statues yeah. everywhere, yeah. yeah, right. But instead, he's like uh, living on the margins of. I mean, I'm sure he's fi- he's well off. His family's taking care of all that stuff, yeah. But in terms of like, uh, you know, his public reputation, it's completely destroyed, yeah. And it's just amazing, like how our society works like and the fact that like we love to build these heroes up um and i think the only thing that we like to do collectively more than that is to watch them fall and tear them down and i and i it breaks my heart i think like and listen it's not me sitting here and like co-signing his bad decisions Mm -hmm. or co-signing blood doping or you know, whatever the hell he did, you know, lying, throwing other people under the bus. It was shady yeah. shit going on, right? Yeah. But I just think of all of these guys, right, who in one way, shape, or form, like, were once, you know, uh, on Mount Rushmore, uh, on our social Mount Rushmore, where the, the toast of the town. Yeah. And are now just, like, disgraced forever. For cheating at sports right right some yeah, of these a guys, lot of these guys are for cheating like so at sports. many of yep. our so many of the icons yep. of the last couple generations roger clemens barry bonds all these Baseball, guys yeah. now look some McGuire of them iron sosa yeah. who like saved the game yeah and who were like uh you know, everybody's grandma watched the games. Yeah. Like, that's how big yeah. a deal they were. Yeah, McGuire, like, started a charity for, like, abused kids and was, like, sobbing on TV. Buddy juiced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so now he needs to go live in, in, you yeah, know, so in the Ozarks. Like, it's like judging those kids on the train car. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I, I There's a gray area there. And there's, it's, yeah, there's a, life is not that black nuanced. and white. It is very nuanced, you know. Um, and there's, like, a weird part of me that, like... I think part of it is like empathy. And then another part of it is, yeah, part of it's empathy where I just kind of put myself in those guys' shoes, right? And then the other part of it is like, kind of like uh, when I feel that tide of popular opinion turning on somebody, I kind of want to get their back. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I I know like oftentimes it's entirely justified. Like okay, right. like there's like Bill Cosby, the Bill Cosby situation. Like there's and like and I'm not even making a declaration on yeah. that, right? But like here's a guy, you know what I mean? Like if the stuff that he's accused of is true, right? O.J. Simpson, you know these well, guys who are like, you know, couldn't have been. Uh, couldn't have hi- had higher profiles and more positive connotations to their names, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, uh, you know, it actually—it's funny that comes up quite a bit in uh, one of the new Chappelle things, Bill Cosby. Okay, interesting fact: what he said, he—he's not—he wasn't able to prove it, but he's—he believes that Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech was made over a sound system that Bill Cosby paid for. That Bill wow. Cosby brought the sound wow. system. <laughs> Wow. That Martin Luther King, so because wow. he's going, because he's like yeah. talking about Bill Cosby yeah, being his hero. Right, right, sure, sure. As a black yeah, young black comedian, he sees Bill Cosby. Yeah. He hired a company, to, a psycho, a psychiatrist, to make sure that there were no negative 
representations of black people in the Cosby show in like a single frame. Right. Right? Like he yeah, combed through sure, it with, sure. he never wanted that. Yeah, sure. He put like 100,000 kids to college. You did yeah. all that. And of course, like, he doesn't, he doesn't, no, <laughs> like, sure. you know, he makes like a joke that's like, you know, he sent a thousand to kids to college and not just the ones he raped or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's fucked obvi- up. And I don't, I'm not making, no, 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 he's the one it. who made light of it. Yeah, not of course, me, of course, of course. For the crakes out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the first one to like, I have no tolerance for things like that. No, and I have no tolerance for men using power uh, to assert themselves and, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Like Abu- Paterno is a good power. example oh, where it's like, do you judge him based on the thousands of li- positive, you know, interactions he had with young men where he like yeah. shaped their lives and yeah. taught them discipline and character and all that? Or, or looking the other way right. while his coach was right. probably doing horrible things. And that's it. Like, and that's the thing, right? Like, like that's a perfect example because like for me- growing up like in the 80s in Scranton right mm-hmm. like it was literally and this is not an, this is not an exaggeration at all right like where i grew up in, in like the Scranton area it was like the pope yeah and paterno oh yeah were like the two most or important the other dudes. way around. yeah 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 <laughs> like even above the president oh, those yeah. are like the guys yep. right and like there was no home team really where scranton is right it was like new york some people are new york some people are philly yeah. some people are pittsburgh some people yeah. are boston but penn state is the home team the religion. everybody yeah. is is penn state and, uh, you know, like I, I believe I, you know, to, to, for me to believe that Paterno knew boys were being raped and he turned and he was like, eh, not my problem. Like, I, I still struggle with that, whether that actually went down like that or not. Like, I always feel like there's a layer of plausible deniability often between the guy at the very top. Yeah. And, but even though I know the buck stops with the guy at the very top, I feel like the guy at the very top has a layer of dudes who do dirt underneath yeah. him so yeah. that he can always be clean. Yeah. And that's not justifying anything, but it's an ex it's, you but, can understand something without excusing right. it, but he's a tremendous example of a guy who like the highest character individual you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And now his reputation is forever tarnished and damaged and like tearing down and statues. Dude, this is me like, yeah. right. Tearing down statues. We build and the like, statues and then we tear them right. down. And yeah. it's like, he basically built that college, like in terms yeah. of the money that he, he, he oh, yeah. personally put into that school and yeah. the Nike contracts. That was because of him still, you know? still. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and like, it's funny. Cause like, um, there's the since day one graphic that we made for the brand. Right. Yeah. And I, I have the Jordan ones on and I have a Hulk Hogan headband and I have my Penn state, sweatsuit because that was the fucking yeah. shit yeah and it was like and and uh i don't know for me to sit here and to think like that you shouldn't put it up because no 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 i never thought that but i do feel some type of way about wearing penn state now if i'm completely honest absolutely if i'm completely honest right like i definitely feel some type of way about wearing a penn state uniform now or not uniform a penn state shirt penn state hat whatever um you know a team that was school will admit this school knows is my favorite college team yeah, our entire uh, lives yeah. my favorite college football team our entire yeah, lives yeah. now i feel some type of way about wearing penn state stuff and it's I not like mean, and it's not like i'm i i'm not saying that like i feel some type of way in like a protest way i just like subconsciously feel like mm, it was yeah. like to me it was like that period uh Period. It was a long time, but like a Michael Jackson song would come sure, on, sure, and I'd be like, "Ah, I know. How right. am I gonna like? How am I gonna jam? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, yeah. how am I gonna put on like a Michael Jackson playlist on Pandora and not be right. not feel like one percent dirty, right? Responsible. Well, <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. had the Penn State hat on, the McGuire jersey, and the Michael Jackson, <laughs> well, gloves, at least then you're it's consistent. Like, right, <laughs> no, <but> it's, <laughs> right. it's funny after Michael Jackson died. 
you know, like it, every station was playing or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, he had to die for us to have him back. Like yeah, I had him on, like a car pulled up yeah. next to me and had Michael Jackson yeah, playing yeah. on it. I'm like, oh, now we can listen to yeah, it anymore yeah, because yeah. we're not yeah, yeah. endorsing something that's ongoing. Right. You know, yep. it was only when he died that like we could listen to him again. It's true. It's funny now everybody, you know, now you can put it on. It's like no problem because right. he's, he's gone. Yeah. But people like to point out faults, man. It's horrible. Like even what they're doing with Michael Jordan now. They're like, Michael Jordan's not, he's not, he wasn't that great. He wasn't great. <laughs> look at this stuff. Look what look, he's doing. I, there's, a, there's plenty of things we could talk about with Michael Jordan, yeah, sure. I think. But none of them are that he's not the best baseball player yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah. May, you could maybe convince me he's like... One B, but it's maybe, just, but and it's, it's not because of any one playing basketball right it's now. It's in that vein of people uh, just trying to tear people down. Sure, right. You know? Yep. I think we just in general like conflict and drama and friction, and they need you need to either be going in one direction or the other. And there's two other things to it, right? It's it's first of all the idea that like how naive are you that you're going into these. Uh, instances of hero worship or whatever the fuck you want to call it right idolatry yep. with the idea being that these guys aren't just dudes just like you yeah mm -hmm. they're they're might be incredibly talented in one way or another but they're dudes just like you absolutely and a lot of them aren't as just don't have as strong character or you know aren't as smart as you or you know uh you know don't have the morals you have or yeah. you know uh the 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 structure around them growing up to guide them in the right direction that you have right um so, like, one, why did you expect them to be these pristine, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, s tremendous statues, monuments to, to, value, like, to values and yeah. character? Why did you ever expect them they're to be that? They're just, it's almost like we just celebrate the non-human, like, they're dehumanized. They're right. not people. Right, right. You know? Yep. I don't know. I've met enough famous or right. you know people recognizable people over the especially the last couple of years and uh some i've had I've, i'm like uh you know meet somebody and somebody be like oh were they cool or whatever it's like it's the same thing as if i just said i just met a random person on the right, corner right are they cool or not the same odds yeah yeah some people are total entitled assholes yeah. and some are fucking gracious and holding the door open and like right you know there's really no way to know who has character and who doesn't until you're interacting with right. them, but they're not superhuman, larger than life. Right. There's nothing different about them, yep. you know? And I don't know, maybe that's why people celebrate when they fall because they think, oh, they're like me. They have just as many right, sure. challenges sure, as me. Sure. And maybe that's why we like them when they rise because it's, right. oh, yeah. I'm capable of greatness too then yeah, if they yeah. can do it. Well, but, my whole thing is just like, don't, don't expect these guys to be some sort of tremendous monuments of virtue just because they're... Be your good. own hero. Yeah, exactly. Be your own hero. Just because they're talented in one way or another, you know, doesn't mean that they're perfect, yeah. flawless entities. None yeah. of us are, and they're dudes just like you. What's up, guys? It's Dirt. When you guys get a chance, check us out. Facebook, Instagram. Go to gcodenutrition.com, and we are at gcodenutrition. Order your vice today. Three different flavors, cherry, swole, legend, lime, and grind and grape. Get it in your veins. 45 servings total, 15 each. You get three containers in one, okay? Also, come experience the second training day as the G-Code Nutrition Squad. 
moves the movement north to Vinny Galanti's training station gym in Ramsey, New Jersey, where you can go, train with the weights, drink some vice before you lift, and cop some merch and, you know, talk life with us and the crew. We will all be there. We will be there. This is June 3rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And check us out. What's up this week, Greg, with the with the writings? We've been doing uh, weekly wisdom and weekend wisdom. So there's two offerings to expect every week. Uh, weekly wisdom was on the theory of relativity and how everything is relative based on the eye of the beholder. So that one's live right now. Uh, and then uh, also we have uh, the next piece will drop uh, this Friday. So it's called No Favors, and I'm working on it right now. Check it out, gcodenutrition.com. Peace. I feel like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 70% right now. 70% right now? We're, we're recording. I'm at like, I'm at like 60%. Speaking of 60% and still going ahead and getting the job done. I'll take myself at 70% over most guys at 110 though. There you go. So, you know. Man, the other day I was doing, or I guess it was yesterday. God, that's how long the last two days have been. Uh, man, I was doing chest in the morning and dude, it felt so heavy. Wow. Yeah. 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 I it was literally like I'm like I'm looking at the weight on the bar and I'm like is someone fucking with me? Yeah, yeah. It felt like the bar tripled in weight compared to the last time I did chest. Like I was just man. that happens to everybody though. Oh man, it it's was like it was like a surreal. Feel. It was surreal, man. Like that's the first time that ever happened to me where I'm like, wait a minute, I was moving this and cruising, <laughs> and now it's like someone's sitting on the fucking bar. Yeah, well, it's a shock to the system sometimes. Like you know, I always warm up and do just the bar first. Oh yeah, yeah. But sometimes, like you know, and I remember, uh, it, like at times when I was at my absolute strongest. Trade with like another strong dude too, yeah. and you'd have one thirty-five in the bar, and even that sometimes like a shock to your system. Like, oh man, why dude. does that feel so heavy? Uh, not <laughs> yeah. even that. Now you're talking that. my yeah. my range. Why does that feel so heavy dude, right to now? Warm up, you know? We it's just like, do the bar, and we're yeah, like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, the bar's kind of heavy. Today. <laughs> yeah. Man, true. I'll tell you, that's it's what true. happened. I went, I I did what I could, and then I just went to dumbbells because I was like, yeah, I'd rather. That's another thing that I'm. I'm like trying to make sure that I'm really maxing out my workout. Right. And really just crushing that muscle. Right. And so I've been, I don't know if this is a thing. I, I'm calling it bookends. Okay. That's what I've been calling it. Okay. Where I go back to my first mm, exercise. Provocative. At the end of the workout. I like it. And I figure. So you did it in the beginning and now you're doing it at the end. Now yeah, you're shot. Yeah. I like and it. And I was shot. So I went back to the bar and I thought, all right, all things being equal, I should not be able to move this. I should be so shot that it should be, there should be such a, because I'm making sure that I can tell. Yeah, yeah. And it's very noticeable at the end of my workout based on how shot I am compared to the beginning when I'm fresh, how much I did during that time. Right. You know? Well, I'm going to say this, not just because I'm a fan of your mind, hmm. but um, this is proof positive, right, of how important creativity is when it comes to training. Because I've been training for a long time. And I've trained with like a lot of hardcore dudes, yeah. a lot of dudes who, you know, are pro bodybuilders and all kinds of shit. And I don't know if I ever heard of anybody doing that. So it's like, here's a, uh, like a concept that you just brought to the table that is awesome. Um, 
and you know you're like at, at this point where you're kind of just like dipping your toe into it and getting getting you know a routine down but because you're looking at things through a creative lens and trying to think of how to make things more difficult um, from your own perspective, I you came I'm up with a, you came up with a concept. Out. I know, but you came up with a concept that's that never you know. That uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's I figured somebody. I just you know, I was waiting for you to be like, I, oh, dude, I'm that's not, called no, a no. squadoo. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying yeah. that there's other guys who don't do it, but um, but yeah, yeah it's been, brilliant and it makes sense. And uh, I just I I'm not saying I never did it, but I can't remember a time when I came back to an exercise at the end of the workout. Once I already did it at the beginning, but I did it fresh, and now I'm doing it when I'm completely shot. At, it's a cool concept. At the I very do, least, I try to like let's say the bench is taken, yeah. and then I'll do like a chest press, like machine, sure, something that's yeah, yeah. the same motion, enough where I right, can. Right have a comparison well that, that between the start yeah, yeah. and the finish um yeah. but like the the idea like the literal version yeah. of what you're saying like um well like here's the thing like uh, something that i found to be incredibly effective is like what i call um like a reverse training mm -hmm. backwards training so um and dirt knows we've done this many times right where you'll do all of like the sort of isolation exercises first mm -hmm. and then do the heavy compound movement at the end right so where you would normally do that exercise when you're fresh and you're strongest, yeah. now you're going to do it when you're shot Fatigue, and at yeah. the end of your workout, you're not going to be able to go as heavy, but sometimes it's even more effective in just in terms yeah. of recruiting muscle fibers and making you sore and making, you know, other muscle groups work harder to help oh, yeah. you in that process. You know what I mean? So like that's a different approach uh, to like standard training protocol. Yeah. But what you're saying um, is something that I, I think is really interesting and unique, right? The idea of like, um, and I'm applying it when you're saying it, I'm thinking of it like with a bench press or a squat. Yeah, no. Like, I'm not no, thinking no. of like necessarily like doing, cause we'll like do side raises at the beginning and then like yeah. go do a different side raise at the end of shoulders or whatever. Yeah. But like what you're talking about is like, all right, here I am and I'm fresh and I'm bench pressing. I'm going to go do the rest of my chest work and then come back to the bench no, press. No, I try yeah, to I do that. the same exact that. thing. I dig it. Sometimes, like I said, especially cause I start early in the morning by the end of my workout, like the gym's getting flooded Yeah, sure. and it's like something's backed yeah, up. Yeah, so. Yeah, of course there's only a couple benches and yeah. sometimes I got to improvise, yeah. but no, I try to go back to the same thing. And part of it also is because like, I'm starting with like low weight, but it's sure. heavy for me sure. and it doesn't take a lot for me to feel like, yeah, yeah. you know, how much lower can I go? Right. Sure. For sure. <laughs> to just to get it more reps out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I've been doing that. I dig it. Cause I'm, my biggest fear is like, all right, I got up, I went to the gym, I'm doing it. And what if I could have done more? Right. Like, if I'm going to fucking do yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, I want to be sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also worried, like, is my technique right? right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I got to take, I feel like I have to take precaution right. to make sure I'm not right. missing something. And you're being, you're, you'd rather err on the side of overdoing it than underdoing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so would I. I'd rather do too much than not enough. I mean, like, overdoing it and doing it, like, right. feel the same. Of course. But dude, having that creative mindset's awesome. That's I've never heard of someone doing bookends, baby. Bookends, yeah. <laughs> and then that goes hand in hand with. So go to that gym. Think of all these creative things, these creative routines you can do. Mm, yeah. Then go to another gym. Then go to some other gym. Right. Oh yeah. Like half the time when we go to other gyms, Greg will point out like, dude, look at that fucking machine, and be like, oh, we gotta fucking, yeah. we gotta do a set yeah. on there. Yeah, 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 for sure. And just you know, not doing the same routine every single time you train that body well, isn't part. that good for your body like oh for sure body was, the human body adapts to everything if you give it you know you do the same thing long enough attempt if you know eventually your body will adapt to it so you know you want to there's a million ways to challenge change things right so you can change things by doing lighter weight yeah for more reps 
You can do more sets. You can do, like I was saying, do the heavy stuff at the end, All right, right? You can do, um, uh, you know, you change the order of exercises. You can do, um, you can go with more weight, less weight, more reps, less reps. Yeah. You know, it, there's like a million ways that you can vary things. You know what and, this and that me keeps of? you from adapting. Greg Long. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mr. What did he say? Yeah, well, Mr. Mr. Long, uh, for you guys who don't know, Greg Long uh, owns a gi- owns a gym that's been open since the seventies, um, Feasterville, PA, in the Philadelphia suburbs, um, off of Street Road, and it's one of the great gyms. It's like if you can imagine the best gym in the world in like nineteen seventy nine. If it was frozen in time, that's what his gym would be. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, he's like in his sixties, and he still goes in the gym and just destroys himself every day. And you know, part of his approach to training um, is very much instinctive, and he's so like he's almost he, he's spiritual about his training. I would say like to the point where he tell, it tells me that he has dreams about his workouts, and he'll wake up and you know <laughs> yeah. he'll he'll come up with this new idea, you know, and it's awesome. like you know, and and that's that creativity, you know, it goes a long way. Like it's to me, it's one of the joys of training is like figuring out new and unique ways of, yeah. of doing things. And like Dirt was saying about the, how I'll point out, yo, do you see that machine? Or I'll tell him like this machine's awesome for this reason. But you at the same time, I say he he like. Uh, does like ADD training. Oh yeah. And like, we'll be in the middle of like training and then he'll just like wander off and do this other exercise. And I'm like, all right, look, if we're going to do it, we have to do like three or four sets on it. I can't just have you randomly floating from machine to machine. My mind, whichever whichever one calls to you. Now see that fucks with my mind. Like that's too scattered for me. Like what are you doing, man? Come back. (laughs) Do you know your whole workout in your head before you're doing it? No, No. absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I know what body part I'm going to train. Um, before you walk into the gym, yes. you definitely know about it. Well, before I walk into the gym, I absolutely know what body part I'm going to train. And then, and often I know what the first exercise I'm going to do is. But then beyond that, unless I've like dreamt something up or thought of something ahead of time in terms of like uh, some sort of strategic thing I'm planning on doing, I don't have the rest of the workout mapped out. I'll figure it out as I go. It's like grocery shopping. Yeah, kind of like grocery shopping. You're going to get your basics that you, get you always list. get. Yeah, and then you're right. going to be like, I ain't getting the same shit. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, ooh, like, let's try this. Cool Whip. Yeah. Oh, the, re- the real Cool Whip. Shout that again. Yeah. Just got some. Just re <laughs> Just re Going back to the Greg Long thing. Yeah. He first of all, you understated it when when you say he works out intensely oh, yeah, and yeah. like just put his head down. This guy goes fucking in on the weights. Yeah, yeah. He's over there like, woo, let's go, let's go, yeah. yeah. And then the, I remember the one thing he said to us was. You know what? When you start working out and training with your partner for as long as you do, you guys start th- having the same dreams and you start thinking of the same fucked up, you know, workouts to do the next day. And I'm like, it's like that, yeah, like that, that like the your body chemistry, you're emitting yeah. pheromones and stuff, and eventually, yeah. like, it almost you're like in sync. Yeah, yeah, they they sync up, and you start to have the same thoughts and dreams. It's always stuck in my head yeah. that he said that. And I'm That's like, funny. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. He's he's an incredible character. He's a tremendous man. Just Maybe good, we'll have him on sometime. Yeah, Greg Long, baby. We definitely uh, have to involve him in what we do to some in some capacity, just because he's too too brilliant and too good a guy to, to not and too too unique a character. So uh, speaking of uh, mining from the greats, yeah, and mentality of yesteryear, yeah. One thing we want to talk about, and it's something, you know, it's funny. Uh, like over the years, my friends noticed. They're like, on your tombstone, it's going to say that you hate wasting food. <laughs> For sure. Like, I will eat past the point of when I'm hungry. Yeah. If they, I cannot throw food out. I cannot not eat food that I put on my yeah, plate. Yeah. And we were talking about, we talked about this 
amongst ourselves in the past, just the clean your plate mentality. I know you had some thoughts on that, but I, I've uh, we I posted an Instagram yeah, yeah, post yeah. about this yeah. a couple months ago, yeah. but I was thinking about like where that came from, and it's yeah. definitely from the Great Depression. Yep, explain. It, embedded into my grandparents yep. like you couldn't your life depended on it it wasn't like now where like a lot of people are in this country are blessed mm -hmm. and you have the food to throw out that you don't think about like 30 percent of the food in this country doesn't even get eaten right even though there's people starving it's horrible right right so back then it was like you know it's, like it's only 30 it's dogs only percent yeah i mean it might it, even be more it, than that it, but yeah. i know like you know yep there are some cool charities that have started now like I know in New York, like going around yeah. to bakery and getting the bread at the end of the yeah, day. Like, right. so what if it's a day stale? Yeah, like, it's better than someone starving. But yeah, so from the depression, yep. when people were literally fighting over scraps, and if it hit the plate and you had five brothers, it's like, you better move quick. Yep. Like, literally, like dogs, you know, fighting over scraps. Yep. And that definitely got into my, you know, my grandparents' mentality, you know, that old school, like Italian immigrant. Deal and uh, they played a huge role in raising me, and that's where I got. I mean, my grandfather would like there could be like a dollop of sauce left on the thing, and he's like going to cut off a piece of bread, sponge it, yeah, yeah just to literally <laughs> like it looks like nothing ever hit the plate, yeah, he yeah. cleaned it so much. So, I, you know, it's like it, some people like see it as a quirk, but like it evolved from like a matter of survival, and it's become a thing for like me, like I, I can't throw food out thinking about somebody who doesn't have that luxury yeah. you know it's like i'd rather let me put it on my body and carry it with me <laughs> instead of throwing it in the trash at least you never know when you're gonna need it is another thing too oh, like sure. i also think of like the amount of time i had to work to the amount of money that it costs to make it it's like i'm disrespecting mm -hmm. myself if i just you know fucking uh so what if i worked uh that's 30 percent. i throw out 30 percent of my food well that's 30 percent of the hours i worked this year yeah. For nothing yep you know absolutely but you did you i mean you, you touched on a lot of it like yeah. you know um just that that concept is that uh, in general um anybody who eats with me on a regular basis will tell you that i i always clean my plate yeah. and um scrape it yeah scrape you the plate scrape. Yeah. A scraper. yeah you hear me scraping the plate um, you're a noticer he's a scraper yeah <laughs> you, he noticed me scraping the plate <laughs> um but you know that's an interesting thing uh first of all i would also tip my cap to my grandmother because yeah. she was you know a factory worker and right. uh uh you know she lost her uh, father in the mines you know mm. like so that's like you know uh she comes from very came from a very humble background and um you know the, it was the same mentality is that you just don't waste food you know uh because it's such a blessing to have food in the first place because yeah. you're, you know, so aware of how many people are going without tonight, you know? Um, that's like, uh, you know, I, it's, it's sort of it's like partially it's about gratitude, right? Like I always say like there's like a meditation in my house, sort of like a prayer, um, but that we would say and it was like, uh, you know, that we're thankful for the uh, roof over our head, the food on our plate and the love of our family um, yeah. because we know so many of our brothers and sisters aren't so lucky tonight. And it's like, if you are aware that there are people in this world who are starving, uh, that would kill to have the food you have on your plate, and then you are uh, so pompous and privileged that you're going to throw it in the trash. Yeah. Like you imagine a starving kid watching you throw that food in the trash, and it's yeah. like, it's very difficult to throw it out. Then like on a, a far more superficial level, right? Um, 
I think about like when we were teenagers, especially when we were getting into training and stuff, right? And how like eating was a sign of manhood. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I think it's like Chinese buffet and right. I think it's sort of like uh it's probably like how like uh I would think like the like um uh, strong men from like Finland are or from like the really cold places <laughs> yeah. where like if you like, you know, leave food on your plate, you know, and don't drink your stein of beer like yeah. you're a bitch. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there's a layer of that, right? Yeah. So like um I also remember like just being a kid and like how if there's like four of us sitting at a, at a table and everybody's eating and like the small stack, it's like Oh, it's wrong, man. You yeah. all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, watching yeah, your yeah. weight? Yeah, exactly. You watching, you watching your figure? You know, that's what it would come down to. It's like, so it would be like that you, you weren't a real man because you couldn't eat because you couldn't, you couldn't clean your plate. You couldn't, uh, you didn't have the, the, uh, the character or the, the will to fi finish yeah, the food. you couldn't back it up. You could put it on your plate. Yes, but you exactly. Yeah. So there was like a layer of that to it too. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, if you're ever going to be like a big dude, you got to eat. And if you can't even eat the food on your plate, like you'll no. never be a big dude. And so that, that was, is how you get an eating disorder. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I think we all have them to, to some degree, not to make light of eating disorders, but I think to some degree. I have an all, eating order. Yeah. Not a disorder <laughs> in order, but yeah. like to some degree, I think we all have, uh, issues with food, but, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the other aspect to it, right? Is the idea that not only are you grateful to have food, but uh, you know, food is such a part of your process when you train and whatnot. Like, um, well, shit, if you can't finish the food that you're eating, like, how are you ever going to be a bigger, strong guy? You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I think there there's a layer of that to it too, and it's also about like finishing what you start, mm -hmm. right? Of you course, know, the idea it's like that. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. and it's like um, if you're not able to finish what you start on like this micro level making a plate of food yeah. and seeing it to completion. Yeah. Right? If you don't have the fortitude to do, see that through. Uh, it's, it's, What's that say about you, huh? Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, like, how are you, ever gonna fit, are you ever going to finish anything big and important? <laughs> what are you going to do no. with your fucking life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to catch me slipping. No. Honestly, I eat a third of my wife's plate every, every mm, meal. Sure. Every meal. She just knows. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't, why'd you put all this food yeah, on my plate? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. like, oh, you're holding some of my food yeah, yeah. for when I'm done exactly. with my plate. Exactly. Well, dude, back in the exactly. day, people would work for food, right? I mean, still. People still do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, people in this world, you know, yeah. I mean, shit. If they're yeah. lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to eat the shit out of some food tonight. <laughs> That's the you. thing. It's the thing, though. It's like, you know, one, if you, if you, if you appreciate food and you love food, then to waste it, um, you know, is, is, like you said, disrespectful to the work that earned the food, disrespectful to the people who aren't so lucky as to be able to eat it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and at the same time, like I said, it's so, so part and parcel, a part of, um, training and making progress in the gym and all that sort of yeah. stuff. You know, if you can't clean your plate, then I think that goes know. back to what I was saying earlier about like, some people are just on the mountain. Like, you know, there's just a voice in my head as we're having this conversation thinking like, God, this is a lot to think about when you're eating. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> but you know what? Like it really isn't. And do you want to be somebody like on the mountain? And not aware of like what heights you can get to or what you're yeah, doing yeah. or not even setting a goal or not ha having ambition or pursuing a dream. Or do you want to have like that awareness and do those things? I think you can't. It's one or the other. You can't. Right. But it's so tempting. It's easy to be like, I don't want to think about people who are starving at yeah, the end of the course, day. I, I get home from work, whatever. There's an extra no, piece there's of chicken a, on the plate. There's a place to be paid to be so woke. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. no, no, well, I'm just saying, like, it's not, it's much easier to just shrug it off and to, like, not it's think about It's human nature stuff. in many ways. You know, the, that awareness, it, it, that awareness is a weight to carry. Yeah. You know, but, like, I, 
I'd much rather carry it than to than to be oblivious, you know, uh, I, or to shrug that or then to shrug it off. And it goes you know? back to like the paternal thing too. Like, uh, is a certain like a uh, running shoe I liked, Asics running shoes, right? Yep. And then I I'm sure I told you both about this, and I've stumbled upon like a sneaker company radian website right. that lists them in terms of like worst slave labor mm. abuses. To Oof. make the sneaker. If that's the and case, right we're at, all and right at the take top, off all your no, Nikes and Adidas mean, too. You know, and I'm thinking, get rid of the iPhone. I'm thinking like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, get rid of fucking this, everything we're around yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know. Um, and I'm thinking like, all right, let me see this. And they were like number one. Wow. And I'm like, so it's not even like they're right. as guilty as yeah, any other. Sure. They're like dis distinctly, and it wasn't even like they were like one rated two point one, right, and then everyone yeah, else yeah, was like yeah. two point two. Right. It's like. Everyone else is like three, three, wow. three, two, and they're like 0.06. Wow. <laughs> like, what kind of blood was put yeah, into these things? It's seriously. like the last thing you want to think about when you're buying a sneaker right, is like, what, what, what did you end up doing? Uh, I phased them out. Different shoes. Now I still own some, but Store I haven't bought any since. And you're just like, nope, never again. Well, you know, but I think about like when uh, you know you're like a self righteous kid, and you kind of make these stances, or at least I did, and maybe that's part of my weirdness right but like i remember being a kid and there was a big uproar about um nike's practices yeah in production and uh they've gotten better and i was when i was a kid man i was you know I, jordan uh, you know like i love jordans now right but uh when i was a kid <clears throat> i was all about jordans and barclays and all that stuff and then like um that stuff i i, I want to say i was like 18 when that stuff came out and for a while i went all like adidas and i did all we're all adidas i didn't wear any nike for a while yeah oh. And then you find out that Adidas is doing the same bullshit too, and it's just like that's the thing. Like eventually, you, know, you can't buy anything no, or eat anything or do anything. Right. It's like it's really didn't they say that they had nets outside? Yeah, catching people that were trying yeah. to yeah. suicide. Fox Foxconn, I believe, is Jesus. The, the production facility, right? Where right the nets are outside to keep people from throwing yeah. themselves out the window. But hey, you want it cheaper? Fuck. There you go. Yeah, but it's like Eric, and it's like you know these are the and you know it's it, but it's not just Apple. I'm sure it's Samsung and every other brand. That's prominent. It's like, you know, it's not just Nike or Adidas or Asics. It's, you know, it's all of these companies that are competing with each other and, you know, trying to figure out how to make the best bottom line. I wish there was like at a. At what cost the best bottom line? I wish it, it's not possible, but I wish there was like an organization tasked with. And like a trust, this is why it can't happen because you need like a trusted organization. Yeah, yeah. One that like wouldn't be paid yeah, yeah. or compromised. But like yeah, just yeah. so everything you looked at, it would have like a, the store organization gave it a four yeah, right, out right. of 10. You'd a be rate, like, oh man, rating, that's a four. Yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah, yeah. you know, if we could just factor that in. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, now I know if an organization is corrupt. How's that? If they if, exist? If there's dudes in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, any 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 organization that has dudes is corrupt. <laughs> what about now? Do you mean dudes as in like man, no, humans? No, no, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, just human beings. Okay, so if if it, if it was an all female corporation, probably less corrupt. Yeah, I would think so. But there'll still be corruption and politics and all yeah. that comes along with it. But um, whenever there's two dudes in a room. Keep yeah, keep let alone it. like fifty. Keep, it's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hazing. That's right. Horrible shit. That's right. So it's just, it's about a matter of degrees, right? Yeah. It's about a matter of degrees. And it's like, uh, um, you know, you you just try to err on the side of being a human, a decent human well, being. Well, yeah. And you And basic human decency. You've mentioned it. I don't know if we brought it up on the co podcast, the Codpast. 
Um, Schmuck. But that you are what you eat in terms of food, yeah, yeah. and you are what you ingest intellectually. Yeah, of course. If you just watch brain dead shit all the time, it, don't be surprised if 20 years in, yeah, yeah. you're a little brain dead. Yeah, yeah. I've come to learn that from Greg. Yeah, oh, absolutely. As far as absolutely. the ingesting yeah, yeah. everything through the mental. And yeah, yeah. remind me, we'll come back to what we've been ingesting lately. You have to be, but, uh, you have to be more aware of what's going in your various But morally, holes. it's the same way morally. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'll buy, I bought ASIC, but once, sure. once I know. Yeah, yeah. Once I know what, but like you said, with with the Penn State stuff, yeah, once yeah. you hear about what happened, you're like, right, makes it tough. What what does it say about me if I'm if I'm wearing that now? And it's like you know, right? And it doesn't say anything necessarily. That's the thing. Yeah, like it doesn't up. say anything, and that's still a great institution. And there's still people graduating from from there. And the, the football team they 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 shouldn't have to pay for the sins of Jerry Sandusky or any of that yeah. shit. That shit is in the past, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be a black cloud over everybody who has yeah. anything. That's like not, a kid can't go to the bowl game. It's absolute nonsense. Like, yeah, but at the same time, it's still playing it in the back of my head. Well, you know, it would. I think the world would be better if more people took stock of what they're ingesting and what they're endorsing and what they're allowing. And then we wouldn't have to unjustly like take the bowl game away from the kid because we wouldn't have looked the other way. We would have had the priority in the first place that wouldn't have allowed it to happen. Like college sports is such a mess. 90% of the players, they don't even graduate. They go, you know, they have no chance of going to the NFL. They don't learn anything. They make millions of dollars for, like, school administrators. People blindly support them. Like, University of Alabama football is all that matters in the fucking state. Like, rarely does, like, character enter the equation or get praised or put up on a pedestal. Because character doesn't score touchdowns. And then we wonder, like, ah, why? I don't understand why, like, uh, there's obesity and poverty and crime in Alabama. Or, you know. Yeah, sure. Maybe there's a correlation between. Right. That stuff's not. You know, these these issues don't happen in isolation. You know what I mean? They all they all impact one another. And this self righteous moment was brought to you by me. <laughs> by G. But no, that's that's the struggle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think we should. We're all better off when we're erring on the side of Decency. being conscious of that shit. Decency. Yeah. You know, just be a good dude. Yeah, be a good person. That's it. You know. Maybe the world will be more the way we all want it to be. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's funny, and it's like. Uh, um, I know we're like uh, kind of off on a self-righteous tangent, right? But you know, when I was in when I was in school, they had talked about like the um, transcendentalist authors, right? And the idea that like a lot of these guys were, you know, not only like writing fiction or whatever, but they were like thinking about like bigger social issues and um, social issues in terms of like creating a better society and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And the one was, uh, I think it came from Thoreau, but it was the idea of the um, the ex the the, the 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 hold on give me a second hold on think about it get to- hold on hold on let's do ah so Thoreau was talking uh you know like part of like his philosophy was about the exemplary status of noble action mm-hmm. and just the idea that if you're like one of the ways to change the world one of the most profound impactful effective ways to change the world or to be out in the world being a good dude. Yeah. And to have people see you being a good dude. Yeah. Because it makes people want to be good people. Yeah. And then 
it's like a, you know, from there, it's just, a, it's a snowball effect, right? Right. I see you doing a good thing. It makes me want to do a good thing. Somebody sees me doing a good thing and so on and so forth. And right? the opposite works too. If you're being negative, that kind of feeds negativity. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. You know? Exactly. The and exact. which one do you want to be? Also, I think, you know, I, I, I don't think we're ever going to apologize for it. Um, it's better, you know, sometimes the things that we talk about are like our own goals. Right. Oh, of course. For who to be. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not necessarily about like being perfect all the time. It's about, like you said, being ambitious. Yep. Let's be ambitious and see how close we can get to that unattainable, yep. perfect citizen in the perfect right, right, world. Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Is it better to do that or to just say, oh, you know, you can't control it or right. that's the way things are or that'll never change. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think you have a choice in life. And that's your choice. Yep. yep. You know? And it's like, you know, it, it really starts with the individual. You know? It, the exemplary status of noble, noble action. The exemplary status of noble action. You want to be a good... You want to change the world for the better, be a good person, and have other people seeing you do good things. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, that's the other thing, too. It's like, I'm never trying to be, like, overtly preachy and trying to tell you, you that... Because I know better. Half the time, the most effective stuff that I've ever written... Or the messages that I've transmitted to anyone were just like kind of me reminding myself, of course. me rooting myself no, on, I mean, me talking my, you know, me talking, you know, trying to fire myself up, yeah. me trying to remind myself of my priorities, you know. And you, plus, you get it on the record, and it's like I have to live up to this. Exactly, exactly. You know. Yep. Yep. And that's another part of it, right? It's like uh, people seeing you live a good life and them endeavoring to live a good life because they're inspired by you, right? And then you knowing that they hold you to a certain standard, so now you have to continue to strive to that. Have you guys seen anything uh, inspiring lately or anyone? Well, what? I'm proud I'm proud of myself that I've uh I've actually watched a show from start to finish. Wow. Yeah, I watched a program. Was it a short? I watched a, I watched a program, an hour-long program. I watched three and a half episodes of it over the Damn. course of over the course of three nights. Wow, which is a lot for me. What did you sacrifice to get this in? Uh, no, nah, you, you know, I meal? just I while eating, while eating, there while you eating. Go. Uh, That's usually when I do it. Yeah. While yeah. eating was a key, and uh, I watched Twin Peaks. Nice. Um, the return of Twin Peaks, and it's like uh, cool. And I said to Tara, I said, "Man, you know, like." Because, like, you see the, the graphic come up on the screen. It says, directed by David Lynch. And I said, man, do you realize how lucky we are to be watching a television show directed by, like, a genius like that? Like, yeah. that's happening in our time. Like, we're able to sit here and ingest that. And, like, you know, a lot of people don't even know that's going on. And I'm not even going to sit here and say, like, that it's a, a cinematic triumph and everything about it is, like, perfect and flawless or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but it's just very dope and very different. And, I, I'll and, actually go on the record and say this. There would be no G-Code Nutrition without Twin Peaks and David Lynch. I think that was one of the first times when we were growing up that it was really, really obvious that someone created something. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you're just right. kind of watching it and you're like, oh, Transformers exists. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah, think about yeah, yeah. like, oh, someone made this. But with Twin Peaks, it yeah. was so like, it was almost like a unique accent or yeah. a language where you're like, oh, I've never seen this before. Yep. This is a new species of something. How did yeah, this come yeah. to be? Oh, wait, things come to be. Things get created. There's a creator. It was like that unique of a signature that of a thing. That is incredibly profound. You're not wrong, right? Because it's like all these things, right? An like auteur, you, say, you know? Right? 
all these things, this music we love or, you know, Jordan 3s or cartoons that we liked or all that stuff that, like, you know, they just were there. They just existed. What do you yeah. mean? These companies make this stuff and yeah, here it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just and there. I, You're right? not thinking, like, and then, how, how does the microwave work? I just heat food. Right. You don't think yeah. about, you know. So then there's two things that happen. One, there's that moment of revelation when you realize, holy shit, that amazing thing, a guy created that. It, it once wasn't there. Yeah. This guy thought of it and now here it is. Yeah. Right? So now it's here for us to take in. So there's that layer to it. And then there's the audacious thought, well, if he could do it, then I can do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like those those two um, sort of uh, switches being flipped in your This person made me feel something. conscious mind. This person made me feel something. Yeah. You know, like that Nas song, like, wow, the fucking like grit yeah. and anxiety and frustration and realism being like poetically captured just made me feel something. Well, wait. If, so, if that can have an effect on me, right. maybe I can have an effect on someone else. That's it. You know, That's it. Put something out there. That's it. It's crazy. I'd say like that and Pulp Fiction sure. were like the first two times that yeah. when we were growing up, we were like, and you know, music was obviously, yeah. that was more apparent because the person's like name is on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you for know? sure. It's, oh, Joe's, here's Joe's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> It's exactly. different. Right. But with actual like film and everything, yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, yep. here is a whole, it literally was like a world. That yes. so, it was someone's world. Yes. With their own rules and everything. I yeah. know nothing about Twin Peaks and just you, you might guys watch talking it. about it for the past couple of days. I'm like, I got to watch you it. You might yeah. watch it and still know nothing. It might seem like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Just hang with it. It's cool. There is like watch, a payoff. Watch Firewalk with me, the movie. That's the way. Yeah, that's, like, that was, was the like, order in which we went. Where, where, yes, we started the, uh, there. We saw Firewalk with me. Then we saw the series. After that, yeah, it was like a really weird couple of days. Yeah. Actually, there were like weird things going on. I was telling him that it was like when we were first Spooky getting into, shit. We were first getting into indie film, and there was like a cool trip. This is how I recall. I might not be right. Yeah. But there was a. There was like a. We were first getting into indie film, and there was a. I was explaining this to Derek the other day. So we were first getting into indie film and we'd like rent, you know, yeah. indie films uh, that were available at our local video store. I was working at the video store, I believe, yeah. at the time. And there were trailers before the, the um, movies, obviously. And there was a trailer for Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. And I remember having heard of Twin Peaks because it was on like during the 80s when I was like, you know, we were younger kids. And so it was like slightly outside of our wheelhouse, even though we were like mature for our age. But then uh, seeing the trailer for it, and like now we had this interest in like, you know, stuff that was a little bit obscure or whatever, yeah. right? And seeing the trailer for it, and it was like kind of like this like hip jazz. It's from 92? Yeah. That's when I was I'm looking yeah. it up right Yeah, now. but yeah. We, weren't wa we weren't watching it till like 96 maybe. Yeah. Right? So like there's like this hip sort of like jazz um, track playing and it was like sort of like the vibe it was like you'd never believe what happens in Twin Peaks yeah. <laughs> and it was like yeah. all these like like just like kind of random shots yeah. and uh, it didn't really tell a story but it just like set a vibe so we're like alright well we're gonna rent that yeah. and I don't know if you recall this but I had it in my custody yeah. and we didn't watch it one night for whatever reason yeah. and it's like midnight and I get home and I put it in the VCR yeah. and it starts playing and I only get like 20 minutes in <laughs> I remember. And the next day I said, dude, I don't know. What the hell just happened? What, I, what just <laughs> happened when I just watch if it's the best thing I've ever seen or the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know. That's the but it's fucking crazy. reaction. But it's yeah. fucking crazy and you got to watch it with me. Yeah. 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 Dirt's playing highlights now. Yeah. No spoilers. You don't want to, yeah. don't watch it yet. 
I just want to see it. I mean, you guys have been fired up so much. I'm like, fuck. It's a weird. It's it. a it's a weird combination, though. You got to be very open minded to appreciate anything, because it's a combination. It's of definitely things. not for everybody. No. And it's if you want to like tune out and that know exactly what's yeah. happening at all times yeah. and have someone tell you like exactly what's happening at all times, it's not the not the way to go. No, it's a, it's a combination of like a really cool detective show, like an over the top soap opera. And then, like, the most creepy, fucked up, surreal, psychological thriller you can come across. Yeah. It's, like, all those things at the same time. Yeah. And it's, like, really scary, but it's not scary on a level like that uh, horror films typically are. No, it's, it's scary. scary it's like, like eerie I, thing. I don't know what eerie. I'm... It's scary, like, my brain isn't yes. sure what right. I'm looking at right now. Yeah, it's, like, embedding thoughts into your subconscious and unconscious mind yeah and it's like a, it's like painting yeah. yes it's, it's like, like looking at a series of paintings right. a lot of times i mean you could tell how influenced lynch is by salvador dali yeah when you watch it because it's like there it's That's just a good it, point yeah. you're just embedded with all of this symbolism and shit that you know your mind has to try to unpack later on and that's it's a lot yeah it's a lot and it's like like a, and it's packaged in a weird way and you know i was trying to explain it to dirt the other day like what makes it so freaking what makes it so effective and what you should look for when you're watching it and it's basically the idea like of you're riding down main street in america and you see these beautiful homes right and like if somebody was able to tell you hey behind in that beautiful home that you see the yeah. most fucked up stuff is going yeah. on yeah. you know <laughs> and and how that would completely change your view of that behind the white that, picket right, fence exactly yeah. it would change your view of that beautiful house yep. you know and uh that's i think one of the things that makes uh makes it so effective and so powerful and yeah what's cool is like he made it it was almost like a satire of soap operas when it came out like the same music, the same lighting, the same look. Even characters, a little bit over the top. Over acting. the top. There's even a soap opera in the show the characters watch, so it's like this weird meta thing going on. But he did it because he wanted people to have their guard down, right. and they're used to ingesting right. it that way. Yeah. So that he could like blindside them with the crazy yes. shit. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is. So people were like, "Oh, yeah, look! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the most popular girl in school." And yeah. she's murdered. Oh, I wonder who it is. And everyone yeah, has yeah. a lover and yeah, a wife yeah. and a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Is that guy walking right. backwards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that guy talking backwards yeah, and there's yeah, a yeah. horse in the living room? Yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah. Exactly. Someone's beating someone. That, like, yeah. It, it just totally gets turned on its fucking head. Right, right. So, yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like a hatchet in the back. While yeah. you're, like, you're like looking at a beautiful painting and somebody hits you with a hatchet in the back. That's kind yep. of what the experience is like. I got a busy night. <laughs> you could lose you could lose or gain a weekend depending yeah. on your Oh, <laughs> easily, easily, easily. Yeah. Fall into the uh yes. into the that hole. hole. Yeah. But I, I find it incredible uh that you kind of traced back uh like the genesis of where we stand right now and what we're trying to do and, and all that went into it to to us watching Twin Peaks. Yeah, I kids. mean it was uh Oh it's, it's seminal uh It's undeniable. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know I you know what I love and a lot of people don't like this. People hate remakes, and they always say, like, remakes and all that shit yeah. are terrible. I've actually become pro-remake and pro-sequel, even though I know it probably won't be as good. It won't give me the same... Feeling. Feeling, because it shouldn't. Right. I shouldn't... I am older than when I was 12. Right. It should take a lot more sure. to overwhelm me. Right. to get to my you know what i mean like sure. i've seen more i've experienced more right i'm looking at it with different eyes but there's a kid who's 12 right 
who didn't see it when I saw it's it, true. isn't going to watch it because it's from when I was 12. Right. You know? And he's going to have that experience now for the first time. That's fair. Like, you know, it's the same thing with like music where we're like, no, Biggie's the best ever. And then there's a kid who's like, Biggie's not better than Future. Are you fucking <laughs> crazy? I can't even listen to this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with you on that as far as shows, but movies is like a whole nother thing. Well, look, I, mean, I, I think that like a hundred years from now, The Godfather will hold up. But like, you know, uh, they're remaking Scarface. But guess what? It's the third Scarface. Yeah. Pacino's Scarface. Right. Isn't the first? Isn't the original the Scarface? Scarface yeah. The original Scarface like won the Oscar and was yeah, acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time any of us have we ever seen the first Scarface? You know what? Always thing like with music too. You're like, oh, you like that song? Well, guess what? That's this. That's uh, that was stolen from this. Person. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Or th or that beat. It's like shit. Well, that beat was also on Biggie's album. It was also a hit song in 1977, and right. it was sampled from Chuck Berry and yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, to me, it's like, no, let's keep taking this cool shit. Right. And reinventing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I want the next generation to feel that cool shit. Yeah, yeah, Now, you need to I mean, have you're, like, I, And you're undoing the, my critique of, like, the modern Star Wars and all that. But you're not But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it's difficult, like, uh, you know what, but it, I, I can apply the same stuff to myself, right? Because I can sit here and say, like, you know, to a kid who's into Migos, like, man, like, listen to this and listen to Illmatic. Or listen yeah. to this and listen to The Infamous. Like, it's night and day, right? But then at the same time, though, like if I listen to like early 80s hip hop or like late 70s hip hop, that's yeah. like sort of, you know, like nursery rhyme raps and like yeah. disco music, like I can't listen to that for right. very long. I don't yeah. enjoy that much. I don't, get a, lot, I don't get a lot out <laughs> yeah. of it. I don't get a lot out of it, even though yeah. I appreciate how important it is. Uh, I don't, I don't enjoy listening to it, yeah. you know, and, and it's largely because I'm most impacted by the music that I ingested during my formative years and yeah. that stuff happened prior to that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I get it. It's yeah. you I get it. On. It is. It's a, it it's is. a huge, it, it's a huge part in, in your appreciation and, and, you know, the lens through which you see things it's yeah. a, is, is, is what you grew up, um, ingesting. And then, you know, the, I, but, but you would hope that people would have enough vision to, give things a chance that are outside of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if everybody thinks all the be the best music was when they were 18 and every single generation thinks that mm -hmm. and every single generation is right, well, there's going to be a lot of generations that are missing out on awesome Well, yeah, music. and that's why there's like, there's what that train conductor there like judging the kids. Right. Meanwhile, you know, he probably got caught when he was 16 like pissing into a mailbox. Right, of course. <laughs> but he doesn't, but that's not how he wants to be judged right. Right. on his worst day. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's easy to lose sight. We we should be more uh, understanding of where people are at. Of course. On their journey. The human journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Fuck. So. Everything comes full circle, huh? It's true. To some extent. Anything else you guys want to get off your chest? <sighs> Anything you've been hair. listening to? No, nah, I'm just kidding. Oh. Extra long episode this week of the Squadcast. Nice. We're cracking... Almost an hour and twenty minutes. Oof, which is fine. Eighty minutes. That's good because I get sometimes I get like a forty-minute commute, so now I can I can split it up twice. I know. Shout out to my wife, wifey Boo. She'll be listening. To that. Yeah, that's the nickname. I'm just gonna air myself out. I like the fact that uh, <laughs> I don't think Tara's listened to a Squadcast yet because no. she doesn't get the opportunity to do it. Oh, wow. and I think she likes it most like when I read my articles to her. Maybe we'll do reading, like a the articles themselves. Maybe we'll do like a really like PG sweet talking 
like put the babies to sleep podcast <laughs> version of Squadcast yeah, that she can put on yeah, yeah. for the youngins. Yeah, well, you know, it's like because it's like you got to keep a hundred. Like if you're caught up in the practicality of like real life, yeah, you know, you don't necessarily have time for all that. Like there, you know, I've written like epic, you know, poems about my love to her, and somebody like. Dude, she must have lost it when she read it. I'm like, yeah. no, she hasn't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> she blocked me she on knows, Facebook. She, yeah. know, she knows. She knows it exists and she appreciates it, but she's busy, you know. And that's yeah. what. And that's what it is. It's like you know, in the in real life, it's not all a romance novel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I put that energy out there more for the world to understand my appreciation than it is for her. I try to make that apparent to her. If I have to write a novel every day to remind her how much, you know, yeah. how important she is in my orbit, then you know. I hear you. Yeah. Pod- agree yeah, more. the big thing with podcasts, like I'll always listen to a podcast on like a commute. You got like an hour commute or you're on a plane or something. Yeah. I mean, that's she's on like the subway all day. There so you she's go. been listening to it. And yeah, she'll like text me and be like, like yesterday, oh, you might see it as she posted on Facebook. She's like, we got to make the goddamn pancakes. <laughs> nice. She's like I'm stuck <laughs> nice. on a train like nice. oh, chocolate chips in them. <laughs> it's revolutionary. Hell yeah. Yeah, but that's funny. That's uh, that I, I heard uh, somebody was... Uh, prepping food and they were listening to the Squadcast. I heard somebody else tell me they were t- they were on the train. They were listening to Squadcast this week, so yep. it's finding its way out yeah. into the into the cerebrum and cerebellum of of our peoples. The one at a time. Ablungata. One at a time. Nice. You know? Hell yeah. Hearts and minds. That's it. All right. So that's it for episode four. Correct. Episode four. Cuatro. Time flies when you're making fire. Tune in next time, episode five. Do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs>